Benjamins, baby. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Quiet. I'll be talking about more than just the Benjamins. Welcome to Fintech Beat, where finance, technology, and policy come together. I'm your host, Chris Brummer, and the future of finance is now. October is conference season, especially in the world of Fintech, with lots and lots of attention this year focused on crypto. But two have been top of mind, especially for people focused on policy issues. The Converge conference that took place out in San Francisco and DC Fintech Week, a conference I organize every year here in Washington and set to take place October 11th through the 12th. Now, with all the action, I wanted to do a quick download of sorts on what we heard out west, as well as to offer listeners a preview as to what's going on out east. And to do so, I couldn't think of any better person to do so than Dante Desparte, the mastermind behind Converge. Together, we'll be talking about what we've heard, what we've seen, and what we think may be converging at DC Fintech Week. Dante, welcome back to the show, man. Chris, it's great to be with you, and it was great to see you in San Francisco. I love the theme of today's conversation. Yeah, you know, as we converge east and west, you know, it's all you know metaphysics or something. But you know, I, you know, but before though, getting to that topic of DC FinTech Week, let's definitely uh, dig in a little bit, particularly into the Converge conference that Circle had sponsored. You know, I was there. It was really uh, impressive. Uh, multiple floors worth of um, conferences, really a convention of really, uh, I, I guess, global impact. So, you know, lots of different items popping up. For you, when you think about all of those different uh, conference sessions and the issues, um, what were, for you, some of the big highlights? Yeah, I mean, I think for one, it, it, it seems fitting to do a handover from the East Coast to the West Coast and then back. Uh, in no small measure because, you know, uh, California, of course, and its governor, Gavin Newsom, issued a rival executive order on Web3 and digital assets uh, to rival the Biden administration's um, executive order. And um, and San Francisco played host to Converge, which was Circle's ecosystem conference. And by every estimation, it surpassed expectations. Uh, and, and for us, this was really about folks that are building and what is happening in the long term of Web3 and digital assets. And, and candidly, that kind of energy was palpable. Um, as you can imagine, as you know all too well, Chris, playing host to your own conference, um, it's better to go to someone's event than to be the host. But in this instance, um, our team at Circle and all of our colleagues put together, uh, candidly, nothing short of a breakthrough event, whether you were looking at fintech uh, or Web3 uh, this really was a, an event with an, an enormous amount of energy and candidly a lot of substance on the issues that we care about. Yeah, you know, what, what I found really interesting was just sort of the the mix. You know, whenever you go to a conference, you're always kind of, you know, besides uh, eyeing really well-known people, you know, I saw, you know, Kevin O'Leary and, you know, screens full of uh, Serena Williams, you know, uh, certainly not shabby speakers. But, but, you know, you're, you're always trying to figure out whether or not, you know, you're getting lots of people from the policy community or the founder community 
or uh, sort of executives. And just anecdotally, I saw there was really a mix. And, and I was shocked, actually, how many people from Washington, D.C. Were, were, were actually at that conference. Were, were there any particular uh, themes or, or real, um, I guess, leitmotifs that you heard coming out of the conversations, regardless as to where people were coming from? Yeah, I mean, well, for one, um, uh, you, you you hit on some of the sort of big named participants, each of whom I think brought a message of one inspiration in the case of a Serena Williams or a Charlize Theron, who I was lucky enough to interview on stage. But but also you you saw from folks like Kevin O'Leary and, and Mark Cuban this kind of you know what are the financial and economic stakes if we get it right. And all roads point to public policy and regulation as kind of the precursor to getting it right. Um, and, and folks are really arguing that, you know, the Web3 ecosystem is trillions of dollars of potential stranded assets waiting to be unlocked. And candidly, in, in this sense, it all points back to DC Fintech Week, right? They're waiting for Washington and for a puff of white smoke to emerge um, from, from DC and from the regulators and from Congress around um, what does it look like if we get it right? And we were really honored to have um, messages played out from Chairwoman Waters, from Ranking Member McHenry in the House Financial Services Committee and Superintendent Adrian Harris from New York DS DFS, who are leaders in public policy and in regulation who are uh, candidly leaning in very heavily and in a bipartisan manner. Uh, and obviously in the case of Superintendent Harris in a non-political manner, on what getting it right starts to look like for, for the United States when it comes to digital assets and, and um, these, this ecosystem. The other thing I would say just briefly is Converge happened on the heels of Gavin Newsom, Governor Newsom's uh, veto of certain provisions in uh, uh, California's rules relating to digital assets. And they made a point to come to Converge uh, in person, not the governor, but one of his key um, lieutenants, Dee Dee Myers came to the conference um, as a last minute attendee to share that message with the more than 2,500 people we had gathered in San Francisco. So, you know, th there's a lot of energy. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I that I found really interesting, and, and you know, we'll get to the to, to the DC stuff uh, because I, I obviously there's there's a lot there, and and I know that all of our listeners are very interested in in those uh, policy issues. But one of the interesting things that I saw were the number of people who were kind of interested in building real things. You know, I, I guess that was a, a a common kind of thread that I just found fascinating. That there seemed to be at least some sort of um, implicit interest in, in in building practical stuff, like practical use cases. I mean, I heard that over and over and over again. Which which is you know you know that's not that's not always something that 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 you'll uh, hear at a. Uh, conference about uh, digital assets. Yeah. Well, you know, look, if the conference wasn't already named Converge, then you could almost rebrand it Inflection Point. Because if there was one thing that was clear from a technological and investor and development point of view in the market, is that somehow Circle and USDC and this particular conference marked a turning point in the break between the speculative phase of digital assets, and there's nothing wrong with it, to the utility value phase. I think that was clear at every level from the product announcements that we made around, for example, a, a, a multi-chain bridge infrastructure as a digital public goods to port USDC from one chain to another, to an acquisition of a company known as Elements, which is creating point and click simplicity for payments with USDC, to strategic partnerships across the board from Robinhood to the folks at TBD, aka Block, uh, that reach uh, hundreds of millions of users 
and and a real world use case that could no longer be ignored. Um, that that this innovation as a core of the financial system is a part of um, completing unfinished work in banking and payments. And so you saw that across the stages that converge um, as sort of like the commercial thesis for why folks were gathering there is that they've got their eye on the prize. And look, Chris, against that backdrop, with all, all uh, sort of eyes now pointing to the East Coast and to our fair city, which we share, um, how are things coming together for DC FinTech Week? Because I know DC FinTech Week not only as a participant, but a past speaker, but it's an event that punches way above its weight class in terms of making news and setting a regulatory tone. What have you got, what have you got in store for us? Well, I, I'll, I'll certainly say that I'm probably in your mind space where you were just before, you know, you, you, you do a big conference. You, um, uh, the amount of work that goes into it is something that you really can only appreciate when you're hosting one of these things. Uh, all the way from getting the speakers together to, you know, uh, what are people eating uh, for, for, for lunch. But we're really excited. I mean, I mean, I think this is the first time I've ever been giddy about a conference before <laughs> the conference. Usually I'm kind of giddy after the conference, so I'm hoping that this is not, you know, a bad omen. But, I mean, we have a really stellar uh, lineup as well as a stellar cast of supporting uh, folks who are even going to be attending. Uh, it, it's rare when you look at the audience for a major policy conference, much less one on something like financial technology or crypto, where you look at the audience and you even look at the waiting list and you say to yourself, there are people in the waiting list who could be on stage yeah. by themselves. And I, and I think that that is um, hopefully a testament to you know six, six years worth of work in, in trying to get people to engage each other seriously. Um, I, yeah. I, think, I, I think that we've, we've done a pretty good job there. Well, and, and in past years, Chris, uh, you know, I, I've always read DC FinTech Week for what it is, which is a bellwether event that pound for pound is in a class of its own in terms of having the nexus of regulators and policymakers who will literally shape law, policy and market a market environment for this space uh, for years to come. And for example, when the Libra project, ill-fated as it may have been, was uh, seeking its global permission and licensing, uh, Finma's, uh, Finma's director and chairman, Mark Branson, came to DC FinTech Week to, to cast that signal here in Washington. What can we expect? I don't want to put you in the spot of being a prognosticator or a policy forecaster, but knowing who you have on stage and knowing the stakes right now on Capitol Hill and in Washington in this space, what can we expect? Okay, well, you know, you know, just on that first, on that last note, I mean, the, the, every year there is some kind of very interesting news being made. I mean, we've had you know when the first fintech uh, you know charter was 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 released as a concept that's been associated with fintech week i mean you know the um some of uh hinman's uh now more controversial comments i guess relating to uh you know what's a security you know we're, we're, we're made at, at at dc fintech week and as you said you know every year there are some really interesting comments made by by regulators the first day because it is the news you know we like to be as current as possible is focused um, more on cryptocurrency. Last year, it was um, really CBDC. This year, the first day is cryptocurrency. And then every year, every year, and we take real pride at it, You know, we, we also have um, a significant focus on inclusion and getting back to the practical use cases idea. You know, well, What can we think about in terms of practically deploying financial technology, whatever it's guys, in a way that makes a difference in people's lives? And so we're partnering up with uh, Fannie Mae 
I'm on the board there and the folks there have been amazing. And we've been trying to think hard about what does financial technology and even sort of the digital asset infrastructure and blockchain technology, uh, big data, what, what does that mean for housing? And we think that's a really timely topic given, you know, we're in a world of higher interest rates and, and home prices are still elevated. You know, what can technology do to kind of attack that, that problem that's becoming a real albatross for middle-class Americans? So, you know, like, again, you know, we have like a crypto day where we're, we're having everybody, you know, we're having the chair of the CFTC, the acting comptroller of the currency. I mean, we have the creators of several um, blockchains with um, uh, Charles Hoskinson. I mean, we have, uh, you know, one of the co-founders of the Avalanche uh, blockchain, you know, Kevin Sicknicki. There's this guy, I don't know, Dante something or another <laughs> and uh, Jeremy something or another from <laughs> like, you know, a, a, you know, from a company that sounds like a shape. Um, but, you know, we're going to have lots of really great people and that's just on day one. And then we, mm-hmm. we get into, again, questions of decentralized identity and blockchain applications and how do you innovate on financial literacy. What does financial literacy even mean when you move, you know, to a digital environment? And we have the, you know, the head of, you know, basically head of the FHFA, you know, the housing regulators. We have um, Patrick McHenry on one day and uh, who was the ranking member of the House, House Financial Services one day. And, you know, the first day we have Maxine Waters, I mean, along with, you know, some guy with bushy hair from FTX uh, will, will, will also be there. So, you know, we've, we've been really fortunate you know, Patrick Collison, another millennial driving one of the world's great companies over at Stripe. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to get a really rich mix of, of, of people together. And the one thing that I've really tried to put a focus on is, is to make sure that it's fun. You know, yeah. I, I, I really do think that people learn more when they're enjoying what they're doing. And so if we can figure out a way to get, you know, Michael Barr, vice chair of the Fed and the top European regulator together and throwing a little bit of uh, 90s hip hop. Why not? You know, maybe it may, it may be end up being a little bit of a shock to their system. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but uh, real talk, I think it's it, it's a great way for people to interact and, and, and to remind them that that ultimately, to paraphrase Rousseau, our goal is to delight and instruct. Here, here. Well, I've I've often said that if you had listened to and absorbed the content of DC Fintech Week for the last many years, you would come out on the other side with a PhD in literally all of the issues that matter, because this is as concentrated an amount of content and intelligence as you could possibly create in a conference. Um, And I would say, you know, maybe now secunded, not rivaled by what we just pulled off in San Francisco. The one thing I was going to say, and and you and I are very deep co-conspirators and collaborators collaborators, Chris, on making sure, you know, the future of money payments and banking is more inclusive than the past. You would have been proud. um, And I know you spoke at one of our stages in San Francisco on the importance of digital financial literacy and financial inclusion. And there in that room, we had a contingent of students that we sponsored to attend uh, from Howard University. And and we're going to do this very, very deliberately as a company. We just opened up, uh, for example, Circle University uh, for broad open partnerships um, around the world, but particularly with HBCUs. And this is something we actually discussed once upon a time in the abstract on this very podcast. And, and I'm just so honored to see that we're making progress there uh, in very real ways. And, and I know that's a theme for DC Fintech Week as well. 
look, look, you know, one of the things that I, I really appreciated and, and I noticed, you know, was that, you know, those attendance uh, attendees, you know, uh, came in lots of different uh, shapes and colors, you know, and, and, and one of the things that I had said on your panel was really when you think about many of the challenges that crypto faces, if you don't really know where people are, are coming from, it creates all kinds of challenges. It makes it harder to scale. It makes it harder to create products that are ultimately going to be appealing, that are ultimately probably going to be even compliant with consumer protection. I mean, you don't know who who you're if you don't know you're the customer, it's hard to protect them, you know. And and and, and so if you don't have a rich diversity of um, stakeholders and, and participants, I think it's it's harder, you know, for for companies to to succeed in in the ways that they want to. And and I saw lots of uh, uh, you know different people out there and um, you know engaged um, both from the nonprofit space. I saw folks from 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 banks, from startups, and 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 yeah, you know, over at at, at DC FinTech Week, I mean, that's just part of our DNA, you know, from from day one. It's it's just that we we really want to create an experience. So that you're getting access and you're seeing people um, from different walks of life, and, yeah, and, and we think that's that's really important for for the ecosystem. Well, and and what, one thing I was going to say again because it it's sort of as much as the industry has to own a diversity discussion and an equity and an inclusion discussion, your research has uh, held up a mirror to the very public policy makers, leaders, and regulators that are asking an industry to improve its scorecard. Um, and so one thing I, I found really uh, candidly very, very inspiring, um, not only of the conversations you've been having, but what we saw alive and well and thriving in San Francisco is the fact that, you know, black and brown folks and, and people on the margins historically are not just beneficiaries of both ends of a transaction, they're building. And they're investing and, and they're building startups and, and they need to be highlighted and they need stages as well, because the most skeptical question we get here in D.C. Uh, is, well, if these innovations are so important for financial inclusion, where can I buy a cup of coffee with it? And that kind of incredulity needs to be challenged. You're not going to do it at a, at a fintech conference in San Francisco. You're going to ultimately do it in the kind of person-to-person engagement that DC FinTech Week is bringing back in person, right? So you've had a two-year hiatus of doing it virtually. Are you excited to, to bring people back <laughs> in, in, you know, live, live, and live and direct? And and we are looking forward to it. And 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 thanks, Dante, to you. Thanks to the good people over at Circle, along with, you know, just really a a, a collection of. Um, publicly minded uh, individuals and, and and companies who are helping us out you know um, it's been a journey and and you've certainly been there and and my friend it's been a pleasure uh, watching you on 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 yours and and really congratulations again on a great conference thank you my friend well I'm looking forward to celebrating you next week and joining the the virtual stage and the real one. Uh, with DC Fintech Week, I love the fact that we're handing the baton back to the East Coast and back to you because um, there is candidly no event quite like it in the world. And I'm sure everybody who participates and enjoys the content will walk away with that exact feeling. You're going you're gonna to make me start referencing you know, <laughs> when the East is in the house or something like that, you know, for, uh, for, 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 for the, uh, representing the East. All right. Hey, thanks so much, man. And uh, look forward to having you back on the show soon. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Putting together a good conference is hard, people. 
especially if you want to focus on things like crypto. You've got lots of people with really strong opinions, and you have to put them together on stage in a way that, if all goes well, entertains as much as instructs. But make no mistake, getting people together virtually, or even better, in one forum, can lift the national discourse. But it requires a lot of goodwill from both the public and private sectors alike. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love to get your feedback. If you'd like to get in touch, just hit me up at Chris Brummer DR. That's at C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-M-M-E-R-D-R. We'd love to hear from you.